But first she must know the science behind the show, she says. How do lesbians have sex? She asked me, how do lesbians have sex? She understood how two guys do, but how do lesbians have sex? Hey, lovely listeners. Welcome back to Sapphic Swingers, episode number 48. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rachel. And we have a special bonus for you today. We've been invited to be part of a presenter panel for a non-monogamous virtual seminar called It's Not Cheating on June 13th and 14th of the never-ending 2020. We have the privilege today of chatting with Miss Nookie, the creator of this event. (laughs) And if you are familiar with her, Nookie Notes is a non-monogamous lifestyle dominant, hey, who enjoys discussing, researching, practicing, and writing about love, sex, romance, and ooh la la, kink. (laughs) She teaches nationally and internationally, both online and off, very versatile, (laughs) and also keeps herself busy building and growing her website, datingkinky.com. So welcome to the show, and I got to say, that is quite an impressive resume. Uh, is there anything that we left out? <laughs> Seriously, that's like- Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, everything, right? Because it's only a couple of sentences. <laughs> but, you know, that's what, what podcasts are for. We'll talk about everything that was left out, right? <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely amazing. And, and we didn't, we intentionally tried to keep our research minimal because we wanted to try and cover all the bases of, of what you do, because like, Honestly, it sounds phenomenal, just based on that short little bio that I made up, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with what you said there. So again, just trying to remember what I have to keep up with. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure there. <laughs> all right, Nookie, so how the heck did you get started with all this? So interestingly enough, gosh, years and years and years ago, I want to say like 2013, 2012, somebody came to me and said, hey, you know, I know you know some stuff about kink. Would you be willing to write a book for this email list I have? And I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. And he said, no, 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 really. I mean, really, I, I really wish you would do this. And I said, no, absolutely not. And he said, what if we did this and we made like $5,000 in a weekend. And I said, okay, now you've got my attention. (laughs) (laughs) And thus was born me as like kind of switching over from, you know, the things I was doing then to thinking of kink as a, a life and career style type of thing. And so I've, I've been, enjoying it ever since awesome now now we're gonna go even deeper because <laughs> i got i got two fists i can go deep <laughs> so how did you even get into the whole kink world like what like what was the first thing if you can remember like first thing you said oh that's kind of kinky i mean if you want to define kink i, I think it's kind of like a little bit of yeah, broad yeah kink is, you want to start there one of those odd things um i actually interestingly enough have a uh little like goofy thing that is like what is kinky that I put up on my site because I'm like I'm creating a site for kinky people but like what actually is it like I I, and people are like okay so what's kinky I and I'm like I don't even know because you know for some people um fisting 
is kinky, right? And for some people, that's kind of like, oh, that's not so much, you know, try hanging yourself from hooks from the ceiling, right? So how do, how do we define kinky? Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to read the spiel because it, oh, to me, it's like I was, I was brilliant when I came up with this thing. So I'm going to share it. So if you go to Google and you type in Google, is that like asking you? Is that asking you? Yes. Yes. Asking to find out what Google is. That's cool. (laughs) Give me a minute. Yahoo back in the day, right? You'll get two definitions. And one is involving or given to unusual sexual behavior. And one is having kinkster twists. And I, 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 I thought about those and like, there, there's, there's kind of a combination of them with a couple of extra thrown in. So the way I'm going to define kinky is it's something greater than the straight and narrow, a flexibility in how you view and navigate the world. Kinky is different than your average person, opened up to more possibilities, especially, but not necessarily, in relation to sex. Because a lot of people don't mix their sex with their kink. Um, like their kink is power exchange, right? And they might have a husband or a wife or whatever that they're monogamous with, but they power exchange with other people, which a lot of people consider kinky, but then they don't do the sex that way, right? Mm -hmm. So kinky isn't always related to sex, Mm -hmm. but it's often related to sex. They're sexual feelings. And it's just a little bent, Mm-hmm. or twisted, whatever it is. <laughs> so something different. The people who are not quite vanilla, as the kinksters say, not, <laughs> you know, your, your same old, same old, plain old, plain old, mm-hmm. but something a little bit more. Mm-hmm. A little spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I find a couple things with those two definitions. One was what's unusual. I mean, who defines what's unusual? I mean, is, is everything except missionary <laughs> position? Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a, it's it's a, yeah, it's a little subjective. And also, you know, when you use the word to define, you know, when you're describing the actual definition you use the word to, to have it in there, it's a little convoluted yeah. for me. But, so I, I thank you that, that, that helps to uh, talk about it. We actually we were on one of the Sawyer cruises and we did one of the kink workshops and uh, the master, he went around and he said, he asked everyone, he said, you know, as many people as he could have said, what is kink? Mm-hmm. And like, there was just ev- for every person he asked, There's it was a, a definition. Yeah, exactly. And someone's yeah. like, well, it's just something that is, you know, it's whatever someone's doing other than what you're doing. You're like, oh, that's kinky. <laughs> you know? right? it's, just, it's so, right. it's, it's a little tricky. Yeah, it is. Um, and that's part of the issue is that, you know, when you talk about that, like I've done the same thing in like communication classes mm-hmm. and I'll say, okay, when you're talking with somebody and you're communicating like with your partner and you say, I love you, perhaps for the first time, how do you know that they interpret love the same way that you do, mm-hmm. right? So we, I would, I'll go around a room and I'll have people, uh, I'll say, okay, what's love? Tell me what love is. You know, 20 people and you'll get 35 answers. Yes, yep. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, we have to talk about what we think is kinky. And for me, I mean, I, I do kinky stuff with it. I mean, pretty much anybody would probably consider kinky in at least compared to the norm. But for me, kink is really the fact that I'm a dominant. I like to take charge. I like to be in control of my relationships. And I like partner or partners 
who enjoy giving that control to me. Like that fulfills them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's kind of my big thing. And I have been a bossy little bitch since <laughs> I was young. Like I've, <laughs> I've been that person for a very, very long time. And, um, I know when so you told us we had, to, we had this meeting at four o'clock, I'm like, shit, I was like, <laughs> gotta be on time. If I'm not on time, I'm gonna get my ass beat. I mean, I can tell by the, by the threatening emails you kept sending me. It was terrible. Threat- Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so intimidating. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's funny because like the first time I ever really acknowledged it mm-hmm. as kinky, I was living in New York City. I was 19 and a girlfriend of mine said, hey, I know somebody who works at this really strange bar down in the meatpacking district. Would you like to go? And uh, I'm like, you know, sure, of course. I'm, I, I've been gamed for, you know, all sorts of weird shit my entire life. So, you know, I put on my little mini skirt and my knee-high leather boots and, you know, some sort of top or whatever. And I get down in there and I walk in and there's people in leather and rubber and there are people crawling on the floor. And um, we went up and we sat down. I think the bar was on the third floor. We went up and we sat down and came over to me and asked me if they could like lick my boots clean and you know buy me a drink I was 19 I wasn't even supposed to be in there at the time Uh, (laughs) I'm not a drinker anyway so that didn't really matter but they would buy me fruit juice and and I'm like you know I could really get to like this (laughs) (laughs) so you like that you felt the power already just like oh that's awesome I mean it's it's fun I've never been um I've always been very intellectually focused and not physically. I mean, even then it was kind of like, oh, this is fun. But I wasn't really like I never really got the whole concept of being beautiful and wrapping people around my finger or anything like that. Not until much later in life. But (laughs) that was a lot of fun for me. Like that that was a fun game. It was very I call it S&M stand and model. You know, you look away and people will do things for you. Like there was no depth to it. And then mm-hmm. years later, I started really getting into what's this all about and what does everybody get out of this? And um, I started tying the behavior modification I do, I did with um, rescues, dogs, into humans and like how you can train people in the same way that you train dogs yeah wow that is fascinating yeah Um, absolutely fascinating yeah how very pavlovian of you (laughs) (laughs) okay so as an example right my pet who i've been seeing for nearly seven years Mm -hmm. um, the first time he brought me flowers and i love flowers so i'm a I'm a useless gifts type of person, you know, all the way. <laughs> Flowers, you know, yes, I know they're already dead. I'm just watching corpses wither away. But, you know, this is the thing for me. The first time he brought me flowers, like, I was incredibly effusive. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you for the flowers. I love them. I love them. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh, my God, I love the flowers. Let me, you know, put them in a vase. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then, you know, oh, blowjob, right? You know, so that way he knew I really loved the flowers. Right? <laughs> he lived two hours apart at that point. So the next day when he's back two hours away from me, 
Um, mm -hmm. I send him a picture with the flowers and tits. I'm like, I really love the flowers. And so as long as I had those flowers every day, I'd send him a picture with, you know, tits or oh. belly or whatever and flowers. You think he gets me flowers on a semi-regular basis? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Actually, we have some we have some coming your way, so it should be there about it should be there about ten minutes. Flowers. It's I mean that's kind of a rule, right? Like, okay, wait a minute. I'm saying this on a podcast, so let me say that's a rule for people I've at least seen over the internet. You know, just yep. kind of throw that out there because I don't want to get you know flowers from so like some random person. Flattest it's, it's too late. You heard to put your address out to everyone, so you're screwed. That was a little. But yeah, I mean, it's, well, so behavior modification is simply, you know, see something you love, positively reinforce it. See something you don't love, you either ignore it so that it begins to, you know, go extinct, or in some cases, you punish it if you have the right dynamic. I'm not a big punishment person. I'm more like you really want to do this for me, not um, you don't want to do this for me, right? Like that's, that's not as much fun for me. I, I like making it fun to do things. So yeah, yeah. I love it. So you, you qualified yourself as a dominant. Do you find in the, in the kink world that there are few women that are considered dominant? Like generally, I don't know, generally when you think about it in your mind, like the male is, is always kind of more dominant. Is that also the way that it presents in the kink world? I would say that that's the way it presents in the world in general, because as a rule, if we're going to break this down into genders, as a rule, men tend to be more aggressive mm -hmm. and women tend, at least socially, to mm -hmm. be more passive and more willing to serve. But also something to keep in mind is that regardless of gender, there mm -hmm. are always fewer dominants than there are submissives. Because if you think uh, of like the ultimate dominant being the top of the pyramid and the followers mm -hmm. that that person has to have in order to be a dominant, there always has to be more followers than leaders, right? And it's mm -hmm. just, it's, it's the nature of things. So add into the fact that there tend to be fewer uh, women dominants, but there's not as few as you might think. There are a lot of women who really enjoy um, taking charge in very specific ways. Like I said, I'm not a punisher type of person. It's, that yeah. doesn't, that's not fun for me. I like to laugh when I have yeah. sex. I like, you know, like to hit people and giggle at the same time. You know, for me, it's, it's joyous. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then add into it that as dominant, I believe that a dominant must nurture and help the people that they, you know, spend time with grow, that becomes a very, to me, it, again, if we're gendering things, a very female mm -hmm. activity, um, yeah. a, a very deep responsibility. Um, so I like to take charge of my relationships in the sense that I, I'm an excellent communicator. Mm -hmm. I care very much about doing what's right for both people and the relationship itself. So stepping into a dominant role is very easy for me. And for people who tend to be very powerful out in like the regular world. Right. They tend to be more submissive, right? Yeah. Some, some do because, you know, that way they don't have to take right. leadership in every aspect of their mm -hmm. lives, right? They don't they have to go, try to right? 
what's going to make this relationship work? They know mm -hmm. that they can simply let me tell them. Mm -hmm. And th mm -hmm. that ends up working for everybody. It's a symbiotic relationship. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some, you know, gender and or sex discrepancies in mm -hmm. that world, but not as much as many people would think. It's more, it's really hard to find, regardless of gender, a good, stable dominance who is really dominant versus mm -hmm. bossy or controlling or yeah. whatever. And it's if, if you go the other way, it's hard to find a good submissive who is not just in it for, you know, kinky, fun time sex or mm -hmm. the um, X-rated version of a romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty Shades of what? <laughs> yeah. that, that's very interesting thank you for sharing that with us uh, so do you uh, if you don't mind me asking where you find yourself on the on the Kinsey scale I mean I know you said you're more sapiosexual it sounds like right. so I can see um, you being attracted to either just curious I mean not that we're hitting on I you the, the flowers will be there <laughs> this is something that I've been actually playing with recently because for the first 40 years of my life I had slept with like three times as many women as men. Um, and then I met my pet, who was like my number 10. And he's a cuckold. Oh. And so I have really caught up and surpassed that. Mm. Um, <laughs> but the thing, the thing I, I, I like to say is that I tend to, I, I consider myself heteroflexible. Mm -hmm. In the sense that I have found my deepest relationships have been with men, mm -hmm. although my friendships and, you know, easy sexuality with women has always been a part of my life. It's strange. It's like when I talk about my non-monogamous label, <laughs> I describe myself as a cuckoldress pimptress who is polyamorous <laughs> and monoromantic. So <laughs> that's a mouthful. Wow. Say that five times fast. <laughs> this is this has been many years in the making. But as a cuckoldress, um, nice. I get to have sex with whomever I want, um, mm -hmm. and I control my pet's sexuality, um, okay. and he loves that. So awesome. this is not you know a mean thing or anything done out of spite. This is this is a, a team effort. I'm a pimptress in that especially my pet, I am so proud of him and his skills. He is amazing with his mouth and his hands. So mm -hmm. I loan him out to people on the regular. Ooh. Like, oh, you can be a little tense. You need to borrow this. Wow. Like, you know, they, you know and, and I'll <laughs> do that with my friends as well to a, a less, you know, specific way. I'll be like, oh, you need to meet him or, oh, mm -hmm. she's the one you need to get, you know, like I, I'm kind of like, oh, you, you know, people need to have more sex and better sex. That's, <laughs> this is my theory. Let me um, help you. <laughs> you got a report card. <laughs> yes. And then the polyamorous is the people that stick around me for a long time, they become part of my tribe and I love them. And, you know, sometimes we do sexy things together 
but the love is the important bit. Like we travel together. Yes. We, yes, we do beach house things together, all of us, you know, things like that. Um, kind of like our own little semi-swing yeah. type of thing. They're tribe. And then mono-romantic is I just, I don't get Twitter pated with more than one person at a time. Like if I'm going to do something super duper romantic with like candles and stuff like that, it's always going to be the same person. If I try to break up my romance to multiple people, I start losing it in both spaces. Like my brain doesn't have enough bandwidth for romancing mm -hmm. a bunch of people. In fact, when mm -hmm. my tribe, my tribe is like, oh, I love you. And I'm like, mm, ah, yeah, love you too. <laughs> you know, just don't get mushy with me. We can leave oh. it at that. Um, <laughs> And I do, I do deeply love them and I tell them that, but you know, like for me, it's like, there's that romance is like, that's one person for me, for whatever reason, right, I right. fought against that for a long time thinking, well, I'm polyamorous. So I ought to like, it just, it's not there for me. So I'm a little bit of a weirdo. Um, no, not at all. But we don't, we don't label you. We'll do it privately. We won't, we won't label you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> Tiff and I identify in the swinger space and we, we go to, we go to our favorite swing club down here, but we've also ventured out a little bit into the fetish community. We've gone to fetish factory parties. We're down in Fort oh, Lauderdale yeah. and, and they're pretty big down here. I know that you like a party about once a month that has been very eye opening for us, but I've also found that, I mean, we feel like some of the, some of the, um, they, some of the universes overlap there. Do you find that yeah. in your area that there's overlap a lot between fetish and swinger? Um, yeah, there's like, so I've been down to fetish factory. I was down there this weekend, two years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. So uh -huh. for their fetish factory fetish it's weekend. Um, yeah. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, we actually went down with uh, some of my tribe and some friends and, we made the latex outfits that we wore. I mean, it was, you know, so five parties was five different latex outfits, you know, had to be prepared, you know, including the latex leopard print bikinis for the Damn. pool party, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing about Fetish Factory, from my perspective as somebody who's really into kink, Fetish Factory is kind of kink light. Again, it's the S&M, it's the stand and model. Look very pretty while wearing hot clothes. Right? <laughs> uh, and for some people, latex and, and leather are their fetish. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But that doesn't necessarily coincide with the kinks of people. However, you know, mm -hmm. the fetish, it's like the fetish world is kind of its own thing. And if you took a Venn diagram of three like tertiary things, so you have like, you know, kind of the swinging non-monogamy type, you have the fetish, you know, the people who really get turned on by very specific things. And then mm -hmm. you have the kinksters. Mm -hmm. All of those people are sort of intermingled, you know, where they overlap. And all of them kind of give each other the side eye and be like, ooh, those fetishists, <laughs> they're weird. You know, oh, those swingers, they're just like doing the sex things without the depth, right? And the swingers are like, spanking? Seriously? You know, like, or latex. Isn't that kind of hard to get out of when you need to fuck? You know, like, it's, 
That's so accurate. <laughs> yep. And that uses the bejesus out of me, right? Like, this just cracks me the fuck up. Um, but here, like, Pet and I have explored the, the swing world. And it's kind of amusing because us going into a swing land is shocking on both sides. Because they're shocked by the shit that comes out of our mouths and the things that we do and, you know, like all the craziness. Um, he likes to wear a cage because when oh, he wow. plays, yes, yes, yeah. he's allowed to use, and this is, again, by mutual consent, he's allowed to use his mouth and his hands, but oh. his penis is mine. Okay. Um, so cool. wearing that into a swing club, people are automatically like, ooh, that's weird, <laughs> right? Everyone, everyone <laughs> grabs it, right? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, can we see it? You know, like, how does this work? Um, and then... We're kind of shocked because the very granular consent that we get in the kink world is not quite the same in the swing world. In swing, it's a little bit more like, let's do until we get a no. In kink, it's like, don't do until you get an absolute yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's kind of a, you know, it's, it's a navigation mindset that's a little different um, sometimes. You know, like, we were at a swing event, not just a couple of weeks before the big pandemic hit. And, what, um, what pandemic? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, it was crazy. And we, there was like, we got into this bed and somebody was invited in by somebody else. And mm-hmm. he kind of started like wiggling his thing in my face. And, uh, you know, I was, I was, I literally had to say, no, thank you. For him to take his willy away. Like, you know, simply like, you know, this, you know, waving my hand was not enough. It was, uh-huh. I literally had to take my mouth off somebody else's, you know, stick uh-huh. and say, no, thank you. Please take that away. Um, which I both found incredibly amusing and very different from what happens in kink. In kink, if you're in a scene with people you've already negotiated who you're allowed to touch and who you're not allowed to touch. And you don't go, you know, touching people or waggling your goodie bits in their face (laughs) without having that negotiation in place. In general, of course, there's always people breaking rules, no matter what group you're in. But in general, that doesn't happen. So, yeah, it's amusing to me. And then in the fetish world, I find in um, fetish land, there's not only a lot more dressing up and kind of posturing, which in and of itself can be a lot of fun, as I'm sure the two of you have found out going to fetish factory parties. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot of like being encased in latex and wiggling around. That's fun, fun. Yep. But there also tends to be a bit more of a burner party type atmosphere in like the fetish world. It's kind of like, there's a little bit more alcohol and drugs and, you know, just kind of like, let's get blasted and like latex up against each other. And, um, (laughs) which I find interesting to observe, but I don't drink Mm -hmm. and I've only ever tried one recreational drug. Um, (laughs) so I'm, I'm a little like, I watch it and I'm like, wow, that's so (laughs) fascinating. and so weird. Yeah. Right. So like, there's, there's all these different little like almost <laughs> rooms of sexuality that yeah. 
in some cases, I feel like very much an observer. And in other cases, I'm like, oh, yeah, I slip in here and, you know, yeah. do the things. Well, on that note, like we we've gone to a bunch of the parties, but we feel like outsiders because mm. we said this on the podcast because we feel like we're just dressing up to sure. to attend because you can't go, you know, jeans and a club shirt. You have to oh, actually yeah. wear some. So we've worn like, you know, sexy, whatever it is, you know, black tape, whatever it is. But I'm like, I feel like I'm just faking it. Yeah, you feel like a poser. Yeah. And so I'm like, we're swingers, but we also promote and enjoy and love like that this happens. We love the kink community. We yep. love the finish track. But I'm also like, eh, I feel like I'm faking it. I think that's easy to, I mean, I I made my latex outfits for the event. I mean, we worked <laughs> on them for, for weeks and I've, you know, I've got, I made latex for my Halloween costume this year. And like, but still at the same time, dressing up like that is a costume, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's very hard to feel authentic yeah. when you're in that kind of costume. So there's, I think there's some people who are very naturally theatrical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we love. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And th- I think that that's, in order to feel 100% like at home at a fetish mm-hmm. party like that, you have to have that sense of the theatrical and very exhibitionistic and very, you know, C and B scene and, you know, very into that. And I tend to be, again, still even after all these years, a little bit more intellectual, not in the sense that they're dumb. I don't think that <laughs> right, at all. Of course, of course. That I get my kicks more from the mind and the, the conversation rather than the purely physical. Um, so the purely physical is something that I do for fun every now and again. Of course, of course. All right. So speaking about the intellectual side, let's talk a little bit about the things that you've written, your books, um, your website. Yeah, what the heck? I haven't <laughs> even read a book. I've never read a book. You've actually <laughs> written a book? <laughs> I write a new book every month, actually. How do you get your motivation to to sit down and actually write tens or hundreds or how many pages, like how, how does that come about? The books are usually about 35 to 50,000 words. So, you know, a good size. So I pick a topic and we have our topics planned out all the way into like mid 2021 right now. Wow. I just did the cover this weekend. I wasn't supposed to be working at all, but <laughs> I, I felt like drawing dicks was not work. And the, the <laughs> next cover I needed to do was the cover for the good dick book. Um, so I drew a bunch of dicks, uh, but I start, I like plan the books out and then my team and I, we start researching the types of questions that people have about the topic months ahead. Like I go through past messages that I've had that people have asked me questions and I, you know, write down the questions. And then we share those questions with our social groups, like on FetLife or, you know, on Twitter, you know, we'll like reach out to people like Mallory and Mickey that uh, you guys know from the casual swinger. They're awesome. They are awesome. And we'll ask them their feedback on certain topics related to non-monogamy and and so on and so forth. And then when I sit down to write the book, I just organize all of the questions and then I just go through and answer them in as many or as few words as I need. And then I often include answers from other people to give different perspectives on things. Because, you know, again, as a cuckoldress, pimpress, 
you know, mm -hmm. polyamorous, monoromantic, my <laughs> view <laughs> non-monogamy might be different from the sapphic swingers, for example. Is important. Um, so that's that's pretty much how I do it. So this year, um, I had Dating Kinky, which is a book all about how to get into kinky dating. And then this year, I've written The Big Book of Ass. Um, so Ass. what is kinky ASS? anyway? ASS, yes. Um, all about spearfishing for poop sharks and other things you can do with the book. Uh, in, in March, we did FLR, Femdom, and Women in Charge. And wow. in May was Understand Me Now, and That's an Order, which is all about communication mm. in relationships. And then this month is Next Stop O-Town, A Guide to Your um, Sexual Release and Orgasm. That's awesome. So, and then next month is, is It's Not Cheating, It's <laughs> Ethical and Consensual Monogamy to go along with, you know, the event. That's so awesome. Yeah. So we're doing, so we're going to be uh, presenters, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. Rachel, mm -hmm. Ryan, Frank, you more sober for that next event, but uh, <laughs> no, no promises. <laughs> That's fine. That's I think fine. we get more fun when we're drinking while we talk. <laughs> sure. That's great. So, so where do, where do people find uh, like the books? I know, I think you have some free stuff on the website, right? Dating Kinky. Yeah. We did, like I said, we did like a little cursory review, but we wanted to keep it real and raw and like actually like ask you these questions, you know, oh, so we're trying to be fake. Okay. <laughs> um, datingkinky.com, definitely. In fact, the books can be purchased. Um, I don't sell the books directly at Dating Kinky, but they can be found on Amazon and iBooks and Smashwords and that type of thing. On Dating Kinky, we have a, um, a membership, plus membership that's $5 a month where people get the book of the month Plus they get uh, replays of like all of our webinars and stuff like that. So it's like kind of like a, it's like a Netflix of kink, oh. right? You pay your $5 a month and you get whatever we produce. <laughs> uh, for example, the not cheating event, that's free for everyone to attend live. Mm -hmm. And then the replays will be available to our plus members. If you guys, like you guys don't actually have Patreon, but if you guys did have a Patreon, you know, we'd make it available to all of your Patreon members because, you know, share and share alike. Um, so at $5 a month, they'd be able, even if, they, even if they couldn't make it to the not cheating event, they'd be able to get all 13 of the talks plus the extra that we've recorded that are going to be in addition specifically for the people who join, you know, five bucks a month, right? Like yeah. it's... <laughs> Because ultimately, what I really want to do, ultimately, is going to go up. My my CFO uh, gets quite cranky at me when he thinks I'm trying to give everything away. Um, <laughs> but what I really want is I want to be as reasonable as possible, get as much education out there into the hands of people, and then connect them so they have the most amazing love, romance, and sexual experiences possible within kink and without right so mm -hmm. that's kind of like what my ultimate goal is that is awesome so i know that you talked about the virtual seminars that you offer on your site how how often do you guys actually do seminars i know i know you did one with with uh, mallory i think that was in yep. march was that march yep yep uh, yeah, I don't the know, international, every, every women's, team, I know. Yeah, yeah. international <laughs> kinky women's day 
and that was awesome. Um, and then, and then I know you're doing one in June, but just curious about how often you do it, how you choose the topics. So this is a really interesting question because so like we've decided about every three months, we're going to do a day or a two day event. Um, so in March was our first one international kinky women's day. We did nine webinars in 14 and a half hours. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That was was challenging. Um, And and of course, I immediately had to follow it up with, let's do two days next time. (laughs) But we're doing uh, seven on the first day and six on the second day. So not quite the same schedule. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Punishment there. Wait, you're a sub after all, aren't you? (laughs) Also, we do, we have monthly shows. So like tonight, my team and um, Chucky are doing a distinction of deviation, uh, which is for POCs, people of color in kink and their allies. That's a monthly uh, event. And then Wednesday night, we have Life in Submission by Amarie, and that's also a monthly event. We have Boundaries and Consent. We have Communication. We have the Non-Monogamunch, which just went by this last week. Um, We have, what else do we have? We've got a gazillion of them, it seems like. And we're growing. You know, we're talking, we just uh, have somebody who's signing up to do um, sexual education on a monthly basis. We're going to have a rope show from the UK. Uh, We're going to have a really intellectual, like kink type show from Australia. So we're actually not only like doing a bunch of different topics, but we're trying to expand into different time zones as well so that more people can access these things live. Oh, and a newbie show. Um, You know, those people are maybe just, you know, dipping their toes in and Mm -hmm. starting to kind of, what's this all about? We've got a show specifically that it's four parts. We just finished the fourth part. And then we're going to cycle back around to part one. So wherever somebody comes in on the cycle, you know, they can still see all four parts. It's just going to keep cycling through. um, Mm -hmm. So we have, I think in June, we're going to have 16 or 17 nightly webinars maybe wow. more and mm-hmm. then the 13 14 15 16 or so more specifically for the not cheating event oh <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of content wow. so is, so is the best place for somebody to find the schedule that's just on the dating kinky yeah, slash events okay. we try okay. to make it super simple you know I, I was really impressed like i said we did very very cursory uh, review, uh, like how inclusive your site is. You're like, we don't care if you're transgender, person of color, this, that, that, like queer, cisgender, whatever you are, kink. I love that. I feel, yeah. I feel like it shouldn't matter. Like, who cares? Like, if you're if you're consensual and you're respectful and you're it's legal and you know, like it doesn't matter. Let's just love. Very welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. So we're Absolutely. so excited to see that. That's critical for me. Um, I was very lucky. I actually grew up with swingsters and I never thought it was weird that I knew like gay people or men that like to dress up as women or, you know, I knew a woman who liked to wear leather and had a boyfriend and a girlfriend. So 
for me, the idea of excluding somebody based on surface characteristics is it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I will, however, exclude people for being, you know, poopy meanie pants because <laughs> I just, I do not have any tolerance for that. If somebody wants to come onto the site and just be rotten. Yeah, nobody needs uh, assholes or panderers in, uh, in these events. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, the first time, you know, I get a report about somebody, we have this letter that goes out that says, hey, you know, word on the street is, you're not being as nice to people as you could be. Um, and this is a dating site. So maybe you want to start thinking about putting your best foot forward, right? <laughs> hint, and, hint, hint, very subtle. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, I, I, I'd like to think that, you know, sometimes people just get in the habit of being kind of cranky and mean with internet strangers and they don't really think that there are people on the other end. Of things, so I like to give them a chance. I like to say, "Hey, you know, come on, be nice." You, you really think so, you know calling somebody names like that is gonna get you a date? Um, and then, you know, after that, I have to crack the whip because, in order to make a space feel safe, it has to feel safe to everyone, not just the people who you know feel entitled to say, you know, whatever. This is, this is not, as far as I'm concerned, my site is not a part of the free world. It is my site. And as such, I get to make the rules. And so like on FetLife, you know, people can say all sorts of horrible things. That's okay with their terms of service. And I'm okay with it. I'm strong enough when they come onto my writings and they say horrible things. I can handle it. I got no problem with that. Mm -hmm. On my side, I'm a bit more of a dictator. Like, you know, <laughs> just don't be an asshole. Seriously, yeah. don't be an asshole. Because that's not what we're here for. And anybody who's going to be an asshole is going to ultimately feel pretty damned uncomfortable there. Mm -hmm. I, at least that's my hope. Because mm -hmm. I'm not going to take their, you know, our terms of service, our community guidelines very specifically call out hate speech. Um, Perfect. You know, yeah. That shit, you know, <laughs> designed to help you find love, right? Not help you like spread hate and misogyny and you know yeah. whatever yeah. it is, you know. Fuck nope, that, nobody shit. Needs that shit. Nobody needs that. <laughs> that shit. And frankly, when it comes right down to it, and I've done a lot of research and been dating online for a long time, and this is gonna this is gonna sound a little little harsh, but it's true. Most of the challenges on dating sites for keeping women on them, or let's say non-men, is men. Um. <laughs> you know, because they, what they'll do is they'll get on there and they'll be like, you know, they'll send out a million messages. And then if they don't hear back, they'll start getting really snotty, right? But the men also have challenges. Because they get on these sites and they're trying so hard to connect with people. And maybe they're not that great at it sometimes. And they don't get as much response back. But then the responses they get back are for money. Right? Like there's people like, hey, you know, if you give me money, I'll talk to you. Which may or may not be women. You right, just right. don't know. And so, like, I'm thoroughly against promoting a war of the genders mm -hmm. through dating. 
I'm like, everybody has to follow the same fucking rules. Just don't be an asshole. <laughs> right? I think it's a good rule of life. That's a rule of life. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't ask for money on the site. Don't spread hate speech. You know, don't be nasty to people. Don't crawl into somebody's inbox and immediately start pushing your kink onto them. You know, treat yeah. people like humans first and negotiate when you get to kink at them. You know, that type of thing. It's, it's very simple stuff that, you know, if you wouldn't say it walking up to a stranger in a bar, <laughs> probably shouldn't say it in your first message on the internet. You know, very simple things. Well, I think you might have stumbled into a good uh, business opportunity here because, like, what if there was some advice, like there was a dating website that said, okay, here's what I said, what did I do wrong? And you're oh, like, yeah. okay, I don't know if you all do that or not, but I'd be like, okay, all right, here's where you fucked up. <laughs> I've actually, um, I've been known to take conversations from people that I've had and anonymize them and then break down exactly where they came. Like, I had a guy who went on and on I mean this was over days and I just let it play out I just wanted to see where it was going and I would say things like you know no I, I have no desire to um kink with you mm -hmm. online I don't do online I have no desire to that if I ever meet you in person then maybe we'll have a connection and we'll kink mm -hmm. but but he kept pushing he's like well if we did have a connection what would you do to me and I'm like dude I'm, I'm not writing <laughs> porn for you and <laughs> I, I write porn for people who I actually get pleasure from. Like this is this is the, the fair trade that we have here. Or I write porn just because I want to write porn and then everybody gets to read it, right? It's not like I write porn for you. Right. And um, he, he kept going on and on and I actually took it and I broke it down. I said, okay, now watch this next paragraph where he begins to soft shame me, trying to get me Ooh. to dominate him online. Ooh, you know, so interesting. He, he would actually try to manipulate me by saying, well, I've been, you know, kinky for, you know, 23 years and it's yeah. never been like this. And I'm like, so fucking what? <laughs> right. But he was trying to like make me feel less of a dominant in order to mm. get me to, you know, rise to his bait. And the psychology of it all is fascinating. Yeah, I was going to say there's so yeah, levels to that response and and how to kind of push your buttons to incite you to. If to it sounds dump. like do you, do you have a, and it's okay if you don't obviously, but because I think experience uh, matters so much. But do you have any kind of um, professional education with any of the psychology of anything or? I don't actually. Um, I took off hitchhiking across the country and dropped out of high school and joined a carnival. Shut um, up. Wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> Yeah, um, I turned 16 in the carnival, and oh uh, then I decided I was going to be a cook, and I got training to be a chef, but then I decided that I'm an, I'm an early bird, I don't like staying up late, so, you know, that just didn't make any sense, right? <laughs> um, so then I went online, and I taught fashion design and sewing for a decade, um, wow. again, an area where I'm self-taught, but um, I ended up with over 35,000 students in 57 countries. And as far as anybody knows, I was the first person to ever teach sewing online. Like wow. I started back like a PDF file in a listserv. Uh, <laughs> and then I went into yeah. internet for a while, you know, because I'd been online for so long and had so much experience. And then I moved into kink and with kink, that's, it's really a combination. Like I, I, I love 
reading and writing about uh, sex, love, and romance. Like that's the the psychology books, everything. You know, I've read everything from why are the genders different to why are there no real genders at all to, you know, how to, you know, lick a pussy in three easy steps, you know, or, you know, whatever. All these things. Yeah. Or, or, or the porn where they're like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're just tongue punching the clip because the camera has to be able to see movement, right? Like, this exactly. is crazy. Yeah, two um, actors can't see the, the visual. Yeah, yeah it's very sexy. I know. I got you both going. Um, but all of these things I find fascinating. And I've always felt that if people had more and better sex in their lives, with the exception of those people who are, you know, ace, right? You know? Um, but for those people who are romantic or who are, you know, sexual to have those needs fulfilled in satisfying and, um, what's the word validating ways, I think would make a much better world. And add to the fact that I'm a little different in the head than most people, I think differently and so I look at things and I kind of turn them upside down and shake them until like things <laughs> fall out. And I'm like, okay, look at this. Have you thought about this? And people are like, that's, that's weird, but yes, that's interesting. Right? Like, and this is, this is what I like sharing with the world. And I don't really think that I'm out to convince everybody to think the way that I do. Mm -hmm. My goal is to convince as many people as possible to think about what they do, you know, whether, whether they, they do it the way I do it mm -hmm. or the way they want to do it doesn't really matter as long as they've thought about it. And they're not just like doing mm -hmm. it because that's right. how it's done. Or thinking that it's, it's weird or it's, it's abnormal or, right. you know, right. I shouldn't be doing that. It's like, it's okay to ask for what you like and to tell someone, yes. you know, this and is the how, you know. thing. Right? Like, don't shoot all over yourself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a really important thing. And that's, that's actually one of the things I talk about in the orgasm book. I'm like, you know, people will be like, well, I'm not sure I've ever, ever had an orgasm. Should I try? And I'm like, should you? Uh, I don't, like, that's up to you, right? Like, if you don't want, if you're happy with where you are, why put pressure on yourself to, to do more or be more? Mm. If you want more, then absolutely go for it, right? But don't let anybody shame you if you don't get there because maybe your body is not built that way. I don't know. But it's whether you, you have one orgasm, one and done, right? <laughs> or you have, you know, 175 and counting until you pass out. Either way is fine if you're yeah. getting what you need out of life, right? Mm -hmm. Do what works. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's critical, right? So like anybody using the word should against other people or against themselves, yeah. they're going with things outside of themselves as opposed to, well, what feels right? Because if it feels right, then I, sh I should, right? Mm -hmm. Focus mm -hmm. on it. Or if it feels right enough, I will do it. How do I make it feel right enough for me? I think by asking the question, though, and if they are using the word should or whatever, obviously they're thinking about it. 
So they're, they're intrigued by it in some fashion and maybe maybe they don't know how to verbalize it. And so they're using that language to kind of mm -hmm. get your, your take on yeah. how, to, how to proceed with that. Absolutely. So like in the book, I'm like, okay, and if you've had, you know, these challenges, here are ways to get around them. If you've had these challenges, get around them in this way. You know, um, Kinsey had mapped out what an orgasm looks like. And um, I found it a little dated and very, you know, kind of gendered. So I went through and I remapped it um, and talk about how ejaculation for men or women or any gender is not the same as orgasm. So how do we learn to experience you know, each of them in their own ways so that we can, you know, have some fun. I went to a doctor and said, hey, tell me about squirting, right? And I, <laughs> I you know, because this has been a big deal. And, and I make jokes, you know, what's the difference between, you know, the P spot and the G spot? Well, scientists <laughs> never questioned whether the P spot exists, uh. you know? <laughs> It's yeah. so, so having some fun with the idea of what an orgasm is and what it can mean to people without trying to needlessly put pressure on them to experience it in a very particular way. It's important you, stuff. You know, I, I feel like we've talked a lot about kink, which love. Is, do you, yeah. I mean, is there any advice you would have to someone who's curious about getting into kink, like how to talk to their partner about it? I'm sure you have like a, a billion things to say, but if oh, you had your yeah. number one, you're number one. Don't look at the pet. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. Sorry, we're on Skype right now, kids. <laughs> look yeah. at me. Uh, look at the dominant. I'm just kidding. Tiff, Tiff has a little dumb bone in her, too. <laughs> so you're number one. Number one. Okay, so I, I actually I actually talked about this in um, the communications book that just came out last month about, you know, how do I communicate with my partner about kink or sex or whatever. And the first thing I say is it, 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 it's, it's a step process, but the, the most important thing is figure out where you are now as far as talking and communicating. Because if you're unable to say, oh, I really like that thing you did in bed, it, it'll be really hard to say, oh, I really like this completely fucked up thing that's in my brain. <laughs> I want you to poop in my mouth. Right? It's totally so fine. start there <laughs> first. Yeah. You know, start learning to actually talk to each other about things that might feel a little tense and step up your game as you go. And if you don't yet have a partner, go to places like, I mean, obviously Dating Kinky, we focus a lot on education, but also go to like FetLife, check out Facebook groups yeah. and read, ask questions and always compare the answers to your gut because there are some people who say some really out there things that I would not agree with. Don't let anybody <laughs> that there is one way because there is not one true way for everyone ever. And anybody who says that there is, don't listen to any shit that they say ever again. Because <laughs> the idea that there is like one way, I mean, obviously you guys are sapphic swingers. I'm a cuckoldress, pimptress who is polyamorous and monoromantic. This is obviously <laughs> not a one-way scenario, right? Like, right? we're not Absolutely. doing things the same. And yet, somehow, we manage to be happy and healthy individuals. Yeah, so don't let anybody tell you how you have to do it. Uh, figure that out for yourself. Uh, find a partner or partners. 
that enjoy doing the things that you enjoy doing and connecting with you and communicating about it, don't get too frenzied. You don't have to try all the goddamn things right fucking now. Uh, great way to get yourself in trouble. Um, as any teenager knows, they discover something like now, all the things now. Oh, yeah, like beer the first time or whatever it is. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's kink, I think, is like any other thing. You know, you you explore it, you learn about it, you dip your toe in here, you try a little bit there, you you go a little further and eventually you find yourself like butt fucking some dude for, you know, <laughs> seven hours up the next day. You're like, oh my God, my fucking ass hurts. Right? Those had a workout last night. How the hell did this happen? Right? Like this is, you know, like it's a, it's a lot like swinging. Like you have to yeah. communicate. Like number number one rule is communicate. So say what you like, say what you feel, say what you want. Like it sounds a lot like that. Uh, yeah, but that was, that was awesome advice. <laughs> With all the like non-monogamy sexual things, is that the more you work on your communication, the more satisfying and less dramatic your life will be. <laughs> when I say dramatic, I don't mean less theatrical. No. I just mean less like problematic, right? Like, oh my god, I just yeah. <laughs> no, the D word's the worst in the lifestyle. I assume kink world too. Nobody wants drama. <laughs> oh god, no. We yeah, run absolutely. drama, especially lesbians. <laughs> oh, so we don't play lesbians. They're fucking crazy. That shit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> except for us, we're cool, man. We're cool. Except for, well, of course, exceptions prove the rule. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the COVID crisis has been kind of laying our swinger lifestyle down for the last yes. like two months. So how have you been dealing with this? How have you, how have you been getting your kink on during the shutdown? Well, I actually, I don't live with my pets, but we decided to isolate together. Oh, okay. um, so we've not been as kinky as you might think through all of this, because a lot of this actually makes us feel like more like romantic bondy. Because, you know, there's a lot of stress going on in the world. And so like, be thankful for each other that, you know, we're not isolating individually and not being able to see humans and stuff like that is, that's a lot to be thankful about. Yeah. But, you know, that whole thing, waking up with a sore, you know, gluteus maximus because, you know, <laughs> well, that was Saturday, right? Like, I just, <laughs> and yesterday I woke up and I'm just laying in bed and I'm like, fuck, my ass hurts. Like, I'm just laying there. And it's like, this is worse than 100 squats. Like, that was, <laughs> fucking Christ, this hurts. Um, but I mean, there was, there was, we, we, we actually just, we very specifically said, okay, Saturday night, we're going to do a blowout. I'm not working this weekend. We're going to do like a kinky reset of everything. We put all the toys out on like this long dresser, like a buffet and whatever Whoa. we got in the movie, hey, I know let's do this. You know, we got bad dragon dildos. We got the strap-ons. We got the hotchies. We got the <laughs> you know, like everything. We got it all out. The, so the cool. rabbit permits I mean everything and it was just like how can I please you now and then like okay I'm done being pleased for a moment what about you right and wow you know talking about kink you know what do we what do we love what do we hope to do more of soon 
you know, that type of thing, you know, because yeah. fantasy plays a big part in everything, you know, wouldn't it be hot if there was like, you know, some dude here, you know, doing this thing to me and you were watching or, hey, it'd be really hot if you like, you know, were coming in from like, you know, me pimping you out and you had that little butt wiggle that shows that you were happy that you did the right <laughs> thing. You know? Like, so talking about that also oh, helps sure. us, you know, kind of get, but with cook holding specifically, that's a very stranger danger type of thing. And so it's probably going to be a while before we can really, you know, dive back into that. Sure. So all of our kink right now is together. And then we might, as things progress, open up to people that we know are, you know, very trustworthy mm-hmm. and very tribe. Cool, like with the tribe, circle, tribe. You know. Yeah, exactly. So I, I got to ask, because I, I, we've known people there in the kink. We had we have a close friend that does, she used to be a professional dominatrix. Do y'all just re- just have like just vanilla sex? Like, does that ever turn you on? Does oh, it? Yeah. All okay, uh, I'm just curious. I'm sorry if that's an offensive question or anything. No, it's not at all. Like, it's not at all. I'd like, uh, say that there are some people who don't. Um, there are some people for whom vanilla sex is boring. For me, I'm kind of like sex and pizza. Even bad sex is good, right? Or even <laughs> you know, like even the most boring sex can be amazing especially if it's with the right people right okay. the intensity and the connection is really cool. important I mean it's it, I, I don't know it's kind of like you know with swingers well do you ever have sex just the two of you right swingers. we do it all the way you know like it's, it's kind of like that same thing okay. um yeah okay. it's but yeah, we do romantic stuff. I mean, and that's to me, that's one of the benefits of running my relationship is when I feel the need for super like schmooshy romantic stuff, I can be like, okay, sometime within the next week or so, it'd be really nice if you'd plan something sweet and, you know, tender for me. And he's like, so okay. And then so you, yeah. so you kind of guide it. You're still oh, a little yeah. bit dominant yeah. and that like, they I want to have a sweet day. Yeah, he knows that it's time to like okay. fill me up with that. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, I can be like, and tonight, I'm going to ride your face and pull your hair and call you dirty names, Ooh. right? Because these things right. go together. They're all us. You know? So, it, 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 again, it goes down to do what works. And sometimes, like, I'm a dominant, mm-hmm. but I'm a, I switch between top and bottom. So, the activities themselves... You know, I like to be tied up in rope sometimes, even though that's traditionally a bottom thing. One of the things I've found I really like is having the bottoms of my heat, feet smacked. Not hard, not like really yes. painful, but it is amazing, right? We the bastinado. We, is it we, amazing? We've had that done before. We randomly it happened it. and it was, it was Oh hot. my God, it felt so good. Yes. In San yes, Diego, exactly. this guy hit our feet. I'm like, I fucking love it. I'm like, yep. We say guys don't touch us, but all right, you can hit the bottom of my feet. I'm like totally yeah. in. <laughs> it was a, it was such a turn on. It, it really is, was. It, it, so as far as I'm concerned, maybe maybe switch is not the best term. I'm a hedonist. It feels good to me, and it feels good to my partner. Then fuck yeah, we're gonna do it no matter who's in charge. Like yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like if you wanna, <laughs> I, I, I've said before, if you wanna fuck my ass and pull my hair and call me a slut, as long as I'm in the mood. 
let's do it. Because I know that I can say stop and it'll end and then we go back to all the other things, mm -hmm. right? Of course. It, yeah, sex of pretty much any kind, I'm, I'm down for it because it feels good. It enhances my bond with the people that I do the things with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's nice to be sweet and tender and loving awesome. and, you know, say romantic, smushy things. And sometimes you just want to ride the fuck out of their face till they're like, not sure if their jaw is going to dislocate. We got good well, health insurance. Yeah. So we got a doctor on female just in case. <laughs> yeah, right? like no, I, I just wasn't sure. Like, I mean, I'm not sure if, like, you got so much into the kink lifestyle that, like just doing that same kind of, I don't know. I can say that for me, um, we've tried like a more egalitarian type of relationship sort of thing. Um, when we were exploring non-monogamy a little bit more thoroughly, like, you know, maybe he wanted to go out and like sort of see what it's like to be romantic with other women for a while. And I'm like, I'm not going to stop you. You know, all of this has to be mutual. And when that happened and I had less control over him, my romance and dominance faded quite a bit, which he didn't particularly like. And I didn't particularly like. Mm -hmm. So the kink is very much an intrinsic part of how we run our lives together. The power is, but the power is there regardless of the sex we have. So it doesn't really affect the activities. It affects mm -hmm. our mindset. Mm -hmm. So we don't have egalitarian relationship anymore. I'll always listen to him. I'll always, you know, like if he decides something needs to be done, I will certainly take that step. But we've so far discovered that, you know, we really like it best when I have the final say. Mm. I, I found it so interesting. You've never said his name. You said him or the pet, the pet. <laughs> um, yeah. It's funny when people meet him, they're like, Oh, your pet. about him And all the things they're like, Oh, or once in a while he'll, he'll be like, yeah, you know, hi, I'm He's like, I'm oh, a pet. <laughs> well, actually, actually, on our last swinger cruise, there was a guy that was uh, a panda, and oh, and yeah, the the, the, enti the entire cruise, so it was a long swinger cruise. He nobody knew who he was. He was just the yeah. panda, and everybody knew of the panda. And his his master made him sit on sit floor. on the floor, like at at, at lunch, like Maybe. we would go through the buffet. He'd bring his, they would go to like a corner table, and he'd be sitting on the floor. You could write on him. You could do yep. whatever, whatever you want to do. To it was panda. it was fascinating. Like it was we, just such a different relationship dynamic to watch. We wanted to yeah. interview him because like that's just fantastic. Like we're no judgment. We're just like that's it was just fascinating. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. I'm like yeah. it works. I'm like. Fuck yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And we do that uh, extreme every now and again for fun. But the rest of the time, we're like mostly kind of normal people, you know, like we cook <laughs> together. We, you know, we live lives together. Yeah. You know, what do you want to do tonight? You know, where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to eat? Yeah. It's, but, you know, when it comes right down to it, if there is something going wrong, I step up and take charge because. Mm. I'm going to, we both 
recognize that out of the two of us, I'm the one who's going to try to take both of us into consideration and get the best relationship for both of us, which will end up being the best relationship for each of us. Whereas he has a tendency to be, he's, and I love this about him, he's, a, he's an emotional, wears his heart on his sleeve type of person. So when he gets upset, it takes over, right? Like it just, it takes over his mind. And, you know, very, he can, he can be like crazy and a little bit hurtful and, you know, all the things. Whereas I'm going to be like, we need to stop and pull back and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So in that situation, and, and then if he does something wrong, you know, there's, there's a little bit of punishment involved. We, I call it punishment. <laughs> in that, you know, we talk about it first. We get all everything squared away, and then we do some punishment to sort of allow him to kind of reset, right? To to cathar, you know, cathartic yeah. pain and you know whatever, get it out of his system. Feel like he's actually you know forgiven properly, and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. Not all of the time, but some of the time. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's a needed release. That is absolutely be, yeah. Yeah. Like, thank you so much for talking to us tonight. This has, like, been so eye-opening. I've learned so much about, I think, myself. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I've learned so much! <laughs> it was crazy. This is, like... It's fascinating, for sure. I'm, I feel like, I feel just smarter from talking to you, and I was pretty super duper smart before this, so this is, like... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the event on June 14th? So, June 13th? 14th. You can find out more at not cheating, N-O-T-C-H-E-A-T-I-N-G, notcheating.com. It's free. It's a, it's gonna be, yeah, it's free to everybody who attends live. And you can go there and you can sign up for emails to let you know what's coming up. It'll actually send out reminders. Hey, you know, starting in an hour, starting now, don't miss this, you know, so people don't miss the things that are important to them. It's all about non-monogamy, specifically focusing in on ethical and consensual non-monogamy. So we're going to be focusing on like relationship anarchy, open relationships, polyamory, swinging. We've got a cucking panel for both cuckolding and cuckqueening. And we've also got, you know, some things that are digging down in like poly, uh, how polyamory and kink intersect and what are the challenges there. We've got um, somebody, uh, Kevin Patterson is coming in. He's going to be talking about how uh, the polyamory lifestyle and race intersect. Mm. So, you know, we're kind of, we're, we're all across the boards looking for a lot of different perspectives on non-monogamy and how it's done. And then we'll also be um, looking at like monopoly relationships where some people are monogamous, but they have uh, non-monogamous partners. And how does Mm. this work? So, you know, a lot of these things are are a lot of different viewpoints, sort of like taking non-monogamy and poking at it from different perspectives, Mm -hmm. uh, which was ultimately my goal with it. Yeah, we haven't heard of that, like monopoly, like that's, yeah. I know, you've you've used terms tonight that we hadn't heard of. (laughs) Like vagina. I never never heard of the word vagina. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, this is completely like, but you reminded me, the book, Vagina, a new autobiography by um, Naomi Wolf is an amazing book. It looks into like specifically um, biological female uh, physiology and how it relates to orgasm mm. through science. 
it's a really fascinating book. So anybody with a vagina or who likes to play with them, I Ooh. highly recommend that book. I, I, um, only read, I only read Virginia Woolf, so I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> only no, Virginia Woolf. <laughs> damn it. Don't be close. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the Not Cheating event, and I'm really, really super-duper excited about that. Um, and you guys are, of course, going to be on the swinging panel with Mickey and Mallory. and um, Bob, Bob and Nikki from Art Audio yeah. Escapades. Yeah, oh, sorry. yeah, and then we, we've got another one. Um, that Mallory added. I'm not sure who it is, but it's going to be awesome. Um, social media, Dating Kinky on Twitter, um, Dating Kinky on YouTube, Dating Kinky on Facebook, Dating Kinky on Pinterest, Ask About Kink on Instagram, and um, Nookie Notes on FetLife. So for the people who are... Ironically, Darting Kinky, which was somebody's... <laughs> Somebody's mess up. <laughs> Somebody made darting kinky. <laughs> yeah, they get far. <laughs> Damn autocorrect. <laughs> uh, really interesting autocorrects in my lifetime. Uh, and then, of course, datingkinky.com. You can always find out more there and um, see other webinars that we have coming up and the books that we have and the online classes that we have. And then, of course, the dating site itself. Awesome. You have been such a goddess. Thank you so much for, for chatting with us today. Yes, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a pleasure for us, and we appreciate your insight so much, and looking very much forward to the event Woo! in June. Fucking shit up. And I'm like, now, like, you know, we need to come back down there for another Fetish Factory weekend, and, you know, all get together and just, like, go out and blow the town up. Right. That would absolutely. be absolutely amazing. It is going to yeah. happen probably like 2023 or something. It's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. After the pandemic, <laughs> like, you know, definitely, definitely come like up. <laughs> if y'all are down, we'll definitely hang out. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Oh, it was so oh, much my, fun. My pleasure. This has been such a joy.